Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. What is one of the greatest threats to our Catholic faith and our Catholic Church? Is it our culture? Is it atheism? Is it the devil? What really is one of the greatest threats to our Catholic faith and our Catholic Church? John Paul II said, The greatest threat to the Catholic faith is ignorance. Ignorance. In the scriptures for this weekend, all three readings address just this. Now, it's unusual for all three of the readings to have the same common message. Typically, on a given weekend, the first reading is on sync with the gospel, and the second reading is going in some other direction. But in this case, they all give us the same message. Ignorance can be the greatest threat to the Catholic faith and our church. Without us continuing to grow in our knowledge of our faith, we won't be able to practice it. Worse yet, we won't be able to pass it on to the next generation. I always say, and I will to my dying day, the Catholic faith, the Catholic Church, is one generation away from extinction. If we don't teach the next generation the Catholic faith and how to practice it, they won't know it, and it becomes extinct. And I've seen it in so many families. It's a tragedy. Now, all three of the scripture readings for this weekend talk about continual knowledge of our faith. It means it's a process of learning that never stops, regardless of our age. There's no end to us learning and understanding our faith in all aspects of our faith. And there are so many different aspects, whether it's art or architecture, whether it's history, the lives of the saints, music, sacred scripture, doctrine, dogma. We have to realize, without the continual knowledge and growing in our knowledge of our faith, we won't be able to distinguish truth from fiction, especially when we are challenged as Catholics. What happens? We become vulnerable, it leads to confusion, and then it leads to spiritual disaster. Now, unfortunately, in the past, we relied upon the knowledge and the understanding of our faith from our parish priest. We would come to Mass on Sunday, and our parish priest would tell us what we need to know about our faith and how to practice it. Well, these days are gone now. We must assume responsibility for our own faith formation. Everything has changed. Right now, we live in a society in which the news is on 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We live in a society of mass media. We have the internet. We have text messages. We have satellite TV. We have so much information at our disposal. Therefore, we have to sift through all that media, all that information to find the truth. That's why our faith is so essential. It gives us, it equips us the ability 
to distinguish fact versus fiction. And so the scriptures tell us what is required of us is continual faith formation. Now the first reading from Acts of the Apostles, it sets the tone. Peter now is addressing the Jews. He says, You denied the Holy and Righteous One and asked that a murderer be released to you. The author of life you put to death, but God raised him from the dead. Of this we are witnesses. No, brothers, you acted out of ignorance, just as your leaders did. Well, Peter is essentially taking the Jews to task. He's sending them a very harsh message that their own ignorance put Jesus to death. And therefore, ignorance can lead to disaster. And that's a powerful message for us all. We have to be aware that there are facets in our society that lure us to spiritual disaster. I'll give you an example of this. Recently, over the past few years, you see this proliferation of books promoting atheism. Within these books, it identifies religious people acting badly in the name of religion. For example, the Crusades, the Inquisition. And yet people throughout centuries in our world history have acted badly. Just look at the 20th century alone. You have 40 to 50 million people killed by individuals like Stalin and Hitler and Pol Pot. Therefore, if we are to impugn Christianity, then we have to impugn the entire world, whose atrocities are far greater than Christianity. See, these books fail to understand that, yes, the church contains divine elements, doctrine, dogma, the sacraments, and yet the church is not perfect. Paul puts it best in Galatians, we hold the divine treasure in earthen vessels. Well, we are those earthen vessels. And there are times in which we have had flawed thoughts, words, and deeds. And yet it shouldn't surprise us when people do bad things in the name of religion. But it still doesn't undermine the validity of our church or our church's mission. I'll give you another great example. You look at Albert Einstein and his physics. His physics were great. It led us to the world that we live in right now, provided many great works. And yet, his work in physics was also distorted, in which it provided nuclear weapons. Now, does that mean Albert Einstein is evil and his work is evil? No, not at all. Instead, his work was manipulated to be used for bad things. And so this is the reason why the three scripture readings, as well as our church, always promotes continual faith formation. It's so important, especially when our church is attacked for what we believe in and what we hold true. Regardless of whether we're eight years old or 80 years old, we should always be growing in the knowledge of our faith. Now, that's a great sequel to the gospel. Jesus appears to the apostles again. And he equips them, you could say, for the mission of the church. It says, Jesus told the apostles, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened his minds to understand the scriptures. Jesus opens the minds of the apostles so that they could understand scripture and who he truly is. By doing so, now the apostles are equipped for the task of being witnesses to Christ in this world. They can do this only because they have the knowledge 
the knowledge to distinguish truth versus fiction in matters of faith. And so, if it was important for the apostles, it should be important for us to always grow in the knowledge of our faith, now more than ever. See, we have to realize there are aspects of our culture that promote dissension within our faith. More to it, we have to realize that there is only one source of revelation, God and God alone. And yet we drink from two fonts of that revelation, sacred scripture and tradition. Tradition being the sacraments, doctrine, and dogma, sacred scripture being the Bible. Now, in the past, we as Catholics relied heavily on tradition, the sacraments, and we stayed away from the Bible, sacred scripture. We tread it lightly upon it, but that can't be anymore. Like the apostles, we must allow Jesus to open our minds in all aspects of our faith. St. Jerome once said, Ignorance of Scripture is ignorance of Christ. If we don't know sacred Scripture, we don't know who Christ is. And yet, that is absolutely important for all aspects of our faith. Church history, the lives of the saints, doctrine, dogma, we have to allow God to help us know who He is. And the only way that we can do it is to seize every opportunity to grow in the knowledge of our faith. In my parishes, we do just that. Continual faith formation from womb to tomb. At our masses, we gather the young children, children that are three and four years old for children's liturgy of the word. And then we send them out to learn about Jesus and the scriptures. And that continues on in our grade schools and our faith formation program. Continues on with our teenagers who prepare for confirmation. But it doesn't stop there. We offer programs for adult faith formation. We have to realize it is so important for us to always be growing in the knowledge of our faith and then act upon it. And that's what the second reading is getting at from John. John says, Those whom you say, I know him, but do not keep his commandments, are liars, and the truth is not in them. But whoever keeps his word, the love of God is truly perfected in him. Well, once we start growing in the knowledge of our faith, we're naturally compelled to live it out. St. Augustine puts it the best. It's faith-seeking understanding. It all starts with faith. As we are a young child, our parents teach us what faith is all about. And so we're curious. We want to know more. And so we seek to understand it more. And as we grow in the knowledge of our faith, our faith grows stronger. And as our faith grows stronger, we want to know more and more and more. And so both build upon each other. So what must we practice? Faith-seeking understanding. That is so important. Ignorance, yes, is one of the most greatest and deadliest threats to our Catholic Church and our Catholic faith. What must we do to combat that great threat? We must practice faith-seeking understanding each and every day of our life, for the rest of our lives. See, when we do that, then we have nothing to worry about and everything to hope for. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.